everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the And Also podcast. I'm your host, Madison, and today I have Jake, my boyfriend, coming back on for another interview. I got such good feedback on our episode together, and so many people really enjoyed it, including my mom. So thanks for watching, mom. We wanted to do another episode together, and hopefully there will be more to come in the future as well. Before we get into the episode today, of course, we're going to start with our book of the week because I'm going to do our drink of the day with Jake because he loves to do a good taste test, a little ASMR taste test. Now, if you read the title of this episode, we're going to be talking about safety in a relationship and how we feel safe with each other and how we've kind of worked to build that over time. And so I wanted to find a book that resonated with that idea. I'm sorry if this is controversial. I feel like the haters are going to be swarming the comments, but this book is called Boys Will Be Boys, Breaking the Link Between Masculinity and Violence. It's by Miriam Medzian. I hope I'm saying that right. This is the book. <laughs> Jake is um giving me my cue in the Oh my God, why are there like 18 bookmarks? <laughs> Look at this. I just found like 105 bookmarks in this book. This is the book and it talks a lot about violence and the correlation between this idea that society has of masculinity and what causes men to embrace violence at a much larger rate than those that are socialized as female or non-binary folks. It talks about warfare, criminal acts, domestic violence, things that go on in the home. Is this innate? Is it a learned behavior? And what do we do going forward to lessen the amount of violent acts committed by men. And I guess just the idea that men don't have to be violent to be taken seriously. And you're not a wimp. You're not weak. You're not whatever if you're not a violent person. And I mean, as a woman, my experience with men is a very violent one. And my experience with women is very much soft and loving and kind. And so I chose this book for today because when it comes to dating, I think a lot of women and non-binary people and trans people have a fear of the way that men historically can act in relationships. And just from my own experience, being around men is way scarier than it should be because of the ways that I've been treated in the past and I've seen my friends be treated in the past. So I think the idea of safety is super important because nobody wants to feel unsafe or nobody wants to feel like their partner is violent and they're stuck. And I think with my relationship with Jake, the idea of safety has always been so present for both of us. And that's something I love so much about him. And so I just really wanted to talk about that with him. And I thought this book was a great kind of segue into that, but also for people who are curious about why men tend to be more violent and, you know, enjoy war, enjoy, enjoy fighting. Like almost every guy I know watches like wrestling and fighting. And it's like, is that innate or is that taught? Is it cultural? Is it an expectation for men that they feel the need to follow to validate their own masculinity and their idea of masculinity? And why do we view masculinity as needing to be violent to be valid? So yeah, I would 10 out of 10 recommend reading that book. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, not all men. And nobody is saying that. Clearly, I am dating a man that's like calm and not violent. <laughs> and no one is saying it's all men. But like statistically, there tends to be more men that are violent than women. I don't know what to tell you. I don't make up the statistics. So 
that's the book. Now let's bring in Jake and we will introduce our drink of the day. Okay. Hi, Jake. Hi. You did the same exact thing last time. Oh, you're so cute. So we're going to do our drink of the day. Mm -hmm. And I've been obsessed with this drink, okay? I've been drinking this every night before bed and also after the gym. So here's your cup. I've been drinking the what they call the sleepy girl mocktail. But of course, we're not going to do it with magnesium because it's like the daytime still. Um, but it's literally just 100% tart cherry juice and some sort of like sparkling water. I do lime seltzer because it's the best and the combo is everything. You want to crack open the seltzer? Mm-hmm. So first I pour in the tart cherry juice. Is it my turn? Top it off. Would you like sparkling still, sir? And this is our yummy little drink and I hope you like it because if you don't, I will be very upset. Cheers. Cheers. It's sour. Yeah, I like it. Is it supposed to make you sleepy? It helps with muscle recovery and cherry. I think cherry is high in magnesium, so it does make you sleepy. It's really good for you. Packed with antioxidants. Perfect. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. So happy to be here. So excited. <laughs> so last time you were here, we like just hit our six month anniversary. And the day before, I think it was the day before we just said I love you for the first time. I think you're right. It was like a day or two before that. You and were going crazy. I was going so crazy. Do you want to talk about that? Um, how I refused to say I love you for like the first six months of our relationship. And even, even at the six month point, you're still like super, super scared. Um, which before you tell your side, I just want to say like, for me, I knew I was in love with you before we even officially started dating. I was like, I'm literally going to marry him one day. Like this mm -hmm. is my future husband. I love him and I might sound Delulu and I don't care just because I felt like so deeply connected to you the first time we met. For me, it was really hard because I thought you were going to say I love you when you were on your trip to Tennessee, mm. which you actually did. <laughs> you actually slipped up and said it. And then like I was weird about it. We'll get into all that in a second. But for me, words of affirmation and reassurance is really important for me to feel safe. And so not knowing whether you loved me, even though I knew like based off of your actions and the way you, you are to me. Not hearing it was so difficult, and I struggled really bad with it, like really, really bad. Um, my friends are probably so sick of hearing about this situation, and it was really difficult for me to feel fully safe because of that, which I think is a really great place to start with this. So I would love to hear your perspective on it and like what you were going through on your end. So I always knew, you know, that I loved you. I, it was more or less um, saying it that was harder. Just the idea of saying I love you kind of put me in this weird mental state of like all these expectations of like what love is supposed to be. Kind of like the expectation of when you become boyfriend and girlfriend. Because I always try to act and in a way that I am your boyfriend and that I do love you. But something about the whole mental thing of saying it, it was just different. So when it came to the day when I did say I love you, um, we previously had gotten in a conversation about the whole idea and you opened up to me and told me how you felt about me not saying it. And then it kind of let my guard down um, and made me realize that I basically wasn't saying it because 
I was worried about what came with it. When in reality, nothing's really changed before and now. I was just scared of saying it because I thought there was a bunch of expectations that came with it. And then once I did say it, I realized it's kind of just something that I was unnecessarily worrying about. I'm very happy that I did because it's, I think, opened a lot of doors in some ways. I think it helps with the overall emotional vulnerability and like being able to just take that next step together, whatever that looks like. I think just verbal communication. Yeah. It opens a lot of doors verbally. At least for you. I mean, I was always saying everything. <laughs> I am always like letting you know how I feel about you. Like if I stopped doing that, if I were you, I would be horrified. Because it's like, girl, you say it all the time. If I were to just stop, it would be like, okay, something's wrong. What was this thing that we said in place of that, both low-key? We, we kept saying something. I really, 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 really like you. Yeah, no, I feel like it was something else. Was it that? I think it, I would say, like, I really, really, really like you. There was something we used to say, like, when we both wanted to say it. Mm -hmm. Was there an experience you had that made you feel like saying I love you was a... Like, it was tied to so many things. Or was that just something, like, you made up in your head? I don't really know where it came from. Um, I think it came from just feeling guilty if past relationships didn't work and I did say I love you. I was really confused on the whole idea of love. And going through other relationships and saying that and then breaking up in the future, it just made me feel as though, like, is this not love? Is it love? What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just having that conversation with you um, made me realize that it's, you know, in my head, it doesn't have to be this, this and that, you know, you care about this person, you think you love them, just, you know, don't be afraid to say it, stop holding on to what happened in the past. And when I did say it, I still wasn't like super comfortable saying it. It was very, very awkward and weird. Yeah, you wouldn't say it. Like I always had to say it first for a while. I don't think it was like that. You just happened to say it first yeah, a lot I was more. Waiting. I was cooking for six months. Yeah, I was like, you just any opportunity you had, you said it. I mean, I'm super expressive with my feelings. I feel like I couldn't give you any more verbal reassurance. <laughs> like I. I'm the reassurance queen. Yeah, any second you have to say something positive, you do, which is great. But I just think you're so beautiful. It's so hard for me to be in a room with you and not tell you, like, all of the wonderful things about you because I feel so, so safe with you and just so, like, I can be honest with you and you just light me up in a way that I've never felt before. And like, why hold that back? Like, I could die tomorrow. That was one of my biggest fears. There was a time where you were leaving my apartment before we said I love you. You were leaving my apartment and I started crying. And you were like, what's wrong? And I was like, I literally can't tell you because then it's going to sound like, you know, I'm begging you to say I love you to me and like pressuring you. And I didn't want it to be like that. Like, if you weren't ready to say it, you weren't ready to say it. What I was thinking was like, I'm really afraid that one of us is going to die and we're never going to get to say I love you to each other. And that was like, I would think about that like 24 seven. And obviously that's from my past experiences with Regis, just, you know, wishing I could actually tell him one more time. And just the thought of like never getting to tell you how I really feel about you. If something were to happen, it just like, 
ugh, like it really just ate away at me all the time. And it was like constantly biting my tongue and like not being able to tell you. And maybe I should have said it first. I don't know. It's like weird standards too with that. Like, do I say it first? Do I wait for him to say it? But I knew you were uncomfortable. I knew you weren't ready. Yeah. And so I didn't want to put you in that position of me saying it first and then you being like, Oh. Uh, cool. You're cool too, I guess. Yeah, like having no clue what to say. If something were to happen, I have to live with this like pit of like, I should have just said it. I guess we should talk about like what safety in a relationship means to both of us and like what that looks like. And yeah, you can go first. I, I try to think back and this is funny because I'm literally 23. Um, I just think about my feelings in the past when it came to relationships and for some reason the idea of texting or I guess texting is a good place to start the idea of texting kind of sticks in my head um, because there's always these moments with certain people I've talked to in the past where I felt at this level and I felt as though they were at this level it all had to do with communication. What I mean by that is our level of interest towards each other and how much oh, we're on okay, the same okay. page. So I think being on the same page is probably the most important thing because being on the same page kind of encompasses, you know, how much you guys trust each other, you know, how much space you can have without feeling, you know, jealous of the other person or um, just feeling unsafe in your status of the relationship. And with you, I've never had to worry about, you know, if you were still into me because <laughs> you make that easy. Um, I never had to worry about you doing X, Y, and Z um, without me. We just always had a, such a similar style of communication and openness that we pretty much, and we were both, I think the most important thing is that we were both ready. I'm kind of backtracking on that because I'm not sure if you were really in the place, I think. Okay, well, I wasn't looking for anything. I wasn't – I wanted to be single. And I wasn't either. I think we were we, we were on but the I same like, page. We were both open to the idea if something fell into place, but we weren't actively looking for it. Yeah, like at the beginning I was very hesitant, which is surprising to me. I, I really had my guard up with you. Like when you asked me if we could like – Did you know? Well, remember like <laughs> – Remember you asked me if we could be like exclusive and I was like, I'm not ready for that. And I started crying and I got really overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that we just were both on the same page. We both had a similar style of communication. I just I guess the bigger idea that I'm trying to get at here is I didn't I wasn't constantly worrying whether you were just going to up and leave. I didn't have this idea that one day I could be talking to you the next day you'd be gone. I got a sense of your vibe and, you, you know, your morals and that you weren't the type of person to kind of just switch up on somebody and leave. You had your own things going for yourself. You didn't seem to be like super attention hungry, as I feel some people are. And that kind of worries me. In um, past relationships, I felt as though the person was always seeking attention and kind of attracted unwanted guy attention and whatnot and I didn't really get that from you yeah I just felt very on the same page with you in a lot of different ways I mean you kind of keep going back to like the idea that someone's gonna up and leave did that happen to you a lot is that why you feared that or I just think uh, in this day and age with technology you know Instagram DMs yeah. texting Snapchat yeah there's just so many points where I guess from the guy's perspective and um Shout out to Damon at work. He kind of, <laughs> kind of like exemplified this. Is 
he is just a really good guy, hardworking. You know, I, I relate to him in a lot of ways. Um, he's just super cool and super laid back down the earth. And he, I guess, was looking for a relationship, but he kind of at some point was just like, you know, I'm kind of sick of it. You know, like nobody wants something real. It's all about mm -hmm. just like games. And, yes. you know, especially when you're younger, um, this is more of like a high school, college thing. And you're talking to people. It's like, you know, that person's got... 20 other people that they're talking to on the roster so i was just sick of that kind of happening because yeah it did as it does short kings don't get the the long end of the short kings don't <laughs> help me come up with an analogy short kings this. get the short end of the stick yeah exactly lucky for you i heart short kings yeah strange but I, i'm not gonna argue with it i don't know what to tell you short kings always win in my book we love that it does help that you're short, but even if you were the same height as me, or even, I think I could. You've dated tall queens before. I have. I think even if you were my height or an inch or two taller, I'd still be into you. Imagine me being taller than you. Ew. Yeah, no. <laughs> the thought you are not giving so tall. I am not giving tall. Madison, what makes you feel safe in a relationship? I bet you can tell me what makes me feel safe in a relationship. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation and you like when I don't make you feel like an inconvenience in my life and I actually do things to make you feel loved and I kind of play off of how you are with me because it goes both ways. You're very sweet to me and I'm 7 out of 10 sweet to you. You're so sweet to me. What do you mean? I don't know. I always feel like you do so much for me and I'm always like trying to keep up with you. Oh my God, no. Yeah. It's not like that. Especially all your little your little gifts and your little things that you get me and come over with a five pound bag of gummy worms. I just love you. I mean, it's so hard for me to do anything and not be thinking about you. And like, I don't know, like when I'm in the city and I'm not with you, I just think of like everything I do. I'm like, yeah, this is fun, but it would be like so much more fun if Jake was here. Or if I'm at the grocery store, I'm like, this is fun, but it'd be so much more fun if Jake is here. Uh, so I get you little treats and stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're right with all of those things. I think safety for me, it's a very complicated thing because of my past experiences. You just have a hard time reading my emotions. Even when, I, as much as I don't verbally tell you as much as you tell me, I'm not super closed off like I do you know, compliment you, I think, a lot, and I do remind you how much you mean to me, but you, you have a hard time picking up on subtle things that I do, or, like, subtle expressions or things I say. Yeah. You need me to say, Madison, you are amazing. I love you. I don't know what I could do without you. It can't just be, like, me <laughs> putting my arm around you or, like, giving you a look. It's, like, you need me to say it in, like, concrete evidence. Yeah, I don't really read nuances very well and I don't know non-verbal non communication is it doesn't process as much for me my past experiences even with people I once felt safe with it always always was taken away in some form like with Regis our relationship was so wonderful and so great and then it wasn't because of his mental illness and it became a struggle for us and for me to feel safe um, and that's not to say he is a horrible person or anything because he was so wonderful and we had so many wonderful times together. But, you know, mental illness is something that was a struggle for us and there were a lot of things that made me feel unsafe. Um, and that's like nothing bad against him because 
I still think of Regis as like the most wonderful person. Then with my most recent relationship before Jake, everything was fine until it wasn't until, you know, he, I caught him with the girl he told me not to worry about. (laughs) Um, so it's like you go from feeling secure and fine and then, you know, something happens and it changes everything and it makes you so distrustful. And I think for me, it's always that feeling of like, when is it going to happen? Like, when am I going to start to feel unsafe? But you've done so much to like ensure that the person that you are right now is the person that you are. There's no like alter ego that you're like secretly hiding. You know what I mean? You've always been so true to yourself, which I think translates to your ability to be yourself with me and make me feel like I matter to you and make me feel like I'm a priority to you and not an inconvenience. And you're so right about that. Like something that helps me feel safe is not feeling like an inconvenience. I remember when we first met and started hanging out, like every time you do something for me, I'd almost feel like guilty. You said sorry way too much. Yeah, I say sorry for everything because everyone in my life has always made me feel like I'm inconveniencing them or I'm in the way or I'm just like an obstacle. And like you don't. Because I love you. What's what's something, I guess, that would make you feel really unsafe? Like a few things that um, you feel like are maybe common in relationships. Things that make you feel like you're losing that sense of security. I think if you weren't too, if you weren't as reaffirming, and if you didn't say the things you do now, I think that would make me question things more. It's just, you are just so good at making me feel appreciated. And it's impossible for me to think that you aren't into me and that you are going to leave me. It's just, I think that's the easiest answer to that question. And it's a very easy answer. But if you weren't like that, I would think I'd question more. For some people, talking about the future makes them feel really uncomfortable or nervous or actually unsafe. What Do you think it makes you feel that way? How does talking about the future make you feel? It does definitely doesn't make me feel too nervous because you've shown that you can give me the space I need to do things that I find enjoyable that don't involve the two of us. If, if I can golf, if I can have my own little time here and there to do things on my own, I really don't have to worry so much about the future and being married and living together because I know you've allowed me to have that space and I'm sure it'll be different if we have kids. We're going to have more responsibilities when we move in together, so of course that's (laughs) going to change. But as of right now, I know that you're going to give me space in the future to do the things that I want to do. So that is number one most important thing. What does, you know make me ask questions is where you want to live you are a very driven person who for one reason or the other really wants to move to the city that's i guess a topic in itself because i don't need the city i think you said it really well the other day when you were talking about your apartment is when you're in the city you're stuck in this grind mentality what would you call it grindset Grindset. Grindset mindset. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of how I feel when I think of the city. It just seems very overwhelming, very like, why the heck am I here? There's no peace and quiet. As much as you would like to argue, there's plenty of places that are quiet. There's a different sense of community in a smaller town versus a city where I almost feel as like alone or nothing. 
And that's why I think I have such a hard time with wanting to live in the city because I like how quiet it is here. I like lots of nature. And as much as there's parks in the city, it's different. And I just don't know how I feel about living in the city. And that's where we've kind of had conversations about the bag we're making and if we can have two properties. That's something that kind of worries me. The idea of maybe having a kid, I think we've gotten to a much better stage of conversation about it. And it's nothing we have to really worry about right now. It's just a hypothetical. You're leaning a lot more towards not having a kid. Whereas I'm leaning towards having a kid when I'm much older. Those are the three things I would say that I think about when it comes to the future. Space, city, kids. Those are the three things I think about. Career, yeah, it's kind of a thought. I don't really have a strong idea in mind of what the future looks like in that sense. I don't yeah. think that would matter too much. One thing you've taught me is that I need to not obsess over the way that things are going to be because... I don't know and my thoughts and opinions can change a lot which I think we are actively experiencing right now with my living in the city excursion that I'm doing um so for those of you that don't know I have an apartment in the city and I have an apartment upstate New York and I go back and forth and this is a new thing we're on month two of this now and quite frankly I'm having a ton of regret with it and I think the things that the city once gave me are not there anymore. I've been struggling with my relationship to living in the city and I wonder what it offers me in the grand scheme and I think what I had before when I was in college was that community, that specific community of being in college and all my friends were there. Now all my friends are like scattered around. Um, nobody really talks anymore except for like Keon and I and Claire and I and like my core friends, Sammy and Frankie. We're the type of friends who don't, like, need to be together. And, like, even when I'm in the city for, like, an extended period of time, I don't even see them anyways. So I think my living in the city situation has very much changed a lot. And I, when I'm in the city, I long to be here. And it's because of a lot of things. It's because, you know, Sid is here. Geo is here. You're here. My apartment, like, the place that I really call home is here. I feel safe emotionally when I'm here. I feel calm. Like when I'm with you, I feel so calm and like so, I don't know, just so amazing. And like I said before, when I'm in the city, all I can think about is like, oh, I wish Jake was here, you know? And I've never had that sort of relationship with someone before. I'm figuring out slowly like where I want to be. And the more I'm there, like the less I want to be there. But you do work very hard when you're there. It's kind of, it's almost seemed to become your place of grinding it's not like a vacation home but it's a vacation home in the sense that there's very few distractions and you work a lot better and i i the one thing about the city that i don't get here is i feel way more inspired there's a lot more to take inspiration from as a creative person and someone yeah. who is creative mm -hmm. for a living there is so much more for me to feel inspired by and for me to build ideas off of you said something the other day to me that was interesting 
um, you were like, I can't imagine many couples that would be comfortable with their significant other, like going to New York City for like prolonged periods of time without them. And like when I'm in the city, we don't text a ton. Like we don't like we'll call each other here and there when we have time. You don't have that sense of home when you're there as much as I do. You don't have like people at your disposal to talk to or just like think comfortable. Yeah, I spend things. a lot of time alone. When I'm yeah, there. so it's a different lot. for you. And I want to make sure that you you know feel loved and don't feel so lonely but at the same time i love you love the space uh, you aren't close to me which allows me to kind of go deeper into my own like where am i at sort of thing what do i need to do you know am i like am i happy you know without seeing you every day which i am I'm, i'm able to stay happy and like do my own things and then, of course, when you come back, I miss you and we hang out and it's great. It definitely puts our like ability to be codependent in check. Mm-hmm. Like it helps us reset and build things for ourselves. It helps us, I think, a lot. And I think it's really cool that we have this sort of relationship where we do feel trusting and safe enough with each other. where like we can be apart for a long time and not feel insecure. I'm not stalking you on Snapchat maps or your your iPhone Oh my location. God. Yeah, I don't even think we have each other's locations, do we? I don't think so, which it would be good to have, but I don't need it. I think that was just a really interesting point because I actually don't know any couples. Like, all the couples I know, they would be freaking out and they would be, like, controlling their spouse's every move. <laughs> One, your need for space is something I've come to really understand and I see how much more functional and better you are when you do get the space you need. And I want to, when I'm with you, I want it to be quality time and not like you feeling stressed or you feeling like you have a million things to do. And I'm getting better, I think, at reading that from you and being like, okay, he has things to do. Like, I'm going to let him figure out his stuff. So space, I don't think will ever be an issue. So we thought about doing a separate episode on this next topic, but I think I just kind of want to include it because I think it definitely has to do with this whole idea of feeling safe and one thing that I've struggled with a lot is like having a past significant other who died obviously going into a new relationship with that experience is something that very evidently would make you feel unsafe it's a mix of things right it's like this idea of is this gonna happen again I for a while like lived in fear of like are you gonna commit suicide are you just going to be gone and I think it's just this like knee-jerk reaction of like every time something goes wrong you your brain goes there or like if you don't text me and you drove home in a snowstorm your brain goes there and it's really hard to not get obsessive and to not like be the helicopter girlfriend because there's a lot of fear there because I don't think we've ever really talked about this like super in depth I think the other piece of it is not knowing if there's space for me to carry the grief and to have Regis still be a part of my life. And is that weird? And do you think I'm, you know, like crazy? Like, it's a really difficult thing. It's a strange thing to bring into a new relationship because I try to be normal and I try to not make everything about that. But like, you know, everything is about that. And it's really hard to like find the balance and like, how do I act normal? (laughs) Mm -hmm. so like finding safety in that for me and 
my big regret with it is that I didn't talk about it more with you and like still I, I could totally talk about these things more and I just I feel weird I think you don't have to worry about talking about it we talk about it you know every now and then when it seems relevant or you have to just kind of get a thought off of your mind that you've been thinking about I think I've helped you feel safe talking about that yeah because I, I've seen this situation with somebody losing their partner a few times in my life and I've noticed how important that person still is in their everyday life and with social media I see how much they post about them and I see just I see from a third person perspective the grieving process not that I understand it but I see that Get this it. is this is something that happens yeah um so it's not anything not normal for me I don't know how I would deal with it if I was in that person's shoes but at the same time I don't really need to like it's all I have to do is just talk to you and listen. I can't really fix any of the things that you have going on. I just basically listen to what you're saying and try to help you adjust or, you know, reset to a point where you just feel calmer about it. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can say that'll make you feel necessarily better, but I can allow you to get those feelings and emotions out that you kind of just sit with by yourself and I think that's helpful I think that's helpful for you it's really helpful like that there was the one night recently where you just like started asking me about him and like asking me questions um because it's hard for me to just bring it up because I feel like I'm weirdo I've been like I shouldn't be talking about this with my boyfriend you know um so when you ask me about it it's like the greatest thing ever because you make it less weird and you make you are showing me that you care about me and that you want me to be able to be open with you. And it, it makes me feel really, really good. And yeah, it does bring me back to that place of like calm and safety. And that's just something you've always brought me, especially with this situation. Like I worried about it for a while and, and I still have those worries, but they're a lot quieter. I think the thing is a lot of times people will like, you know, show you that they care and then they'll do something to like, almost retract that in the future mm -hmm. and you've just always reiterated these things to me like you've never went back on it you know if I want to talk about Regis you've never like shut me down or like you've never been like why do we have to keep doing this I thought you were over it you know what I mean and mm -hmm. like you've always consistently given me space and that beyond Regis too it goes for kind of everything like everything that I've struggled with you like you are consistent with giving me what I need you just consistently have like made me feel safe. And I think that's, it, it becomes muscle memory then. Like this is a person I can trust and I don't have to second guess it all the time. Roses are red, violets are blue. Subscribe to this channel or I'll come for you. Favorite animal? Geo. I was gonna say that too. I was hoping you would ask me, I would say Geo. <laughs> Let's put a picture of Geo right here. This is Geo. Hi, Geo. We should actually get some printouts of Geo and have it in the background. Okay. That would yeah. be really cute, right? That would be cute. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Yes, thank you for having me.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the And Also podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you are streaming on Spotify or Apple, definitely give the show a five-star rating and download it, add it to your playlist. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, and give this video a thumbs up. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next week for another episode.